Walking the Talk. This is 702. 702. Very good afternoon to you. I'm Jane Dutton. Let me remind you of the numbers because I'd like to hear from you on this topic. 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp number is 072-702-1702. And we're talking about prayer beads. Do you have any? Would you like to have prayer beads? What do you make of them? Are you interested in what it could do for you, for your spiritual health and otherwise? Let's bring in Howard Berger, founder of Namaskar Wellness Hub. Howard is a coach, a counselor, a trauma therapist, a biohacking guru. Very good afternoon to you. Blessings. Thank you. Hello. Uh, firstly, biohacking guru. What does that do? <laughs> <laughs> so... Biohacking is a way to create a pattern disrupt um, in our systems. You know, um, people who have been sitting with, with trauma or stress and anxiety, they're so preconditioned and they're so in the, in the routine of the disease or of the illness. And someone like myself comes along um, with a modality such as an ice bath or breathwork or a different type of meditation or even sitting in a dark room. Um, and that allows the person to have a pattern disrupt, takes them out of their normal routine and actually makes a way, it makes sort of a new neural pathway for healing to occur or the therapy to cement itself, if that makes sense. Hmm. Okay. Yes, it does. Do prayer beads do something similar to that? Um, I wouldn't say it's similar, um, but what it definitely does do is keep someone grounded and keeps them focused. Um, our mind is a very, very powerful tool and it loves to offer us an opportunity to distract mm. from healing therapies. It loves to take us on a journey and offer us something else to look at. But with um, prayer beads or mala beads is... As we're scrolling through the 108 beads that are on the, on the string, we stay grounded, we stay focused, we stay very intentional in terms of our practice, be it a meditation, be it a prayer. It could even be words of affirmation. It can be a, a manifestation. If it's repeated enough, it becomes our reality. And why 108? It's a great question. And um, dating back thousands of years, um, it started in, the, in Hinduism where they started to um, map why 108 beads was very significant to spirituality. So there are 114 chakras in the, in the human body. Mm-hmm. Two of them are situated on the outside in the auric field. Four of them are beyond our control. There's nothing we can do about them. No amount of breathwork, no amount of um, energy healing is going to... They're, they're, they're a default setting. So when the others are in place, the other 108, those four align themselves. So there are 108 chakras in the body that we can fix, that we can work on. There's also 108 marma points or pressure points. And significantly, if I had to measure the distance from Earth to the sun, there would be 108 suns in that, in that distance. Hmm. Same, thing, same thing with the moon. Um, there are 108 moons from here to the moon, if you consider the diameter of the moon. So 108 is a very significant number in terms of creation, in terms of spirituality. Huh. Um, also, Changing also my code. Fun fact, <laughs> Fun fact is there are 108 stitches on the American baseball. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Look at that differently. And I mean, it's quite yeah, something. Exactly. It's quite something when you are playing with something in your hands, on your arms, or where, wherever you choose to keep it. Something that yeah. came about what was it, the second century BC? How long it's been around? So clearly, it does something right. Yes. Um, I, a bit of research will actually tell you that the first mala beads, there, there's a bit of a debate in terms of it, but the first mala beads were actually discovered um, 75,000 years BC. And it was wrong. right here. 
Well, I'm saying there's another way to look at it. <laughs> Okay. Um, in in on on the shores in South Africa, in down in the Cape, in Stilby, mm-hmm. um, they strung um, seashells together, and you know they they weren't very about, they, there wasn't a lot about decoration or ornaments. So mm. the theory goes is that those were the prayer beads of that time. So they track you know quite a bit beyond our comprehension. And there's a lot of talk about you know it being used in the Hindu religion. I, I should yeah. imagine that. That it's used in many religions for many different Correct. reasons. Absolutely, um, non-religious people use them as well. Like I said, they use them for uh, to quit smoking, to quit drinking. You can use them in addiction recovery because instead of the mind going, "Oh, I need this vice," you now sit and move through the through the beads, mm. and you, it, it shifts your focus in terms of let me sit with this, let me breathe 108 times intentional breaths. Uh, Catholics have uh, mala beads in form of a rosary, and mm. there are. Mala beads in South America called watanas, which is um, shamanic prayer beads. They are any form of uh, intentional prayer, intentional meditation with 108 beads on it mm. will get you a desired result if you do it enough. And so, yes, all over the world, they're just called different things. So we only know what we know. Okay. And if somebody's interested in getting one of these, I mean, what... Uh, how would you sell it to them? Is it a case of okay, you're feeling maybe maybe you're feeling stressed, maybe you feel that you need something to ground you, to help you with your meditation? Why would you? So, why would you buy one? Somewhere? So if you are if you are um, finding it difficult to meditate, um, mm. because you know sometimes to sit for five minutes, twenty minutes is a bit of a challenge. The mala beads can help you with that. So it does cement and strengthen your your path and your journey on, on spirituality. Also, if you're looking at getting into into it, and I, when I say getting into it, the other word you can use is coming awakened to spirituality, mm. is the use of the prayer beads just brings you back into center, just brings you back into a bit of a Zen state, mm. so that you can sit there and and, and move through the Rudrashka beads to um, anchor in your manifestation, anchor in your meditation. Okay, well, I'm going to try that because I'm really bad at medita- meditation. I've tried it for years. And then I have a good run for about a week or two, which I know is not really a <laughs> good <well>. run. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> and then I get distracted. Uh, a problem yes, in our... mind will take you on that journey. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, so I was reading here that, um, and I quote from this, there are innumerable spiritual entities within every solid object, be it living or not. What does that mean? Everything has energy. Everything um, in our sight is a, can be seen as a living organism. Mm. Um, Obviously, you know, if you detach from, you know, uh, man-made objects, you know, plastic, um, things that are, are not, doesn't come from the earth, everything has an, has an organism. I'm sure you've seen when you, when you take a potato, you take a clove of garlic and you just leave it on the kitchen counter. Eventually, after a week or two, sprouts start to come out. Mm. There's energy moving through most things around us. And if you can connect to the right frequency through meditation, um, through breathwork, even through ice baths, darkroom therapy, coaching, counseling, if you can move through it and tap into a frequency, you can connect with most objects on this earth. Okay. I think that's where the, um, that's where the, the, the phrase tree hugger for the hippies came from because able to, to connect to a frequency that the tree was, was giving out. Mm. And, and can I tell listeners, if you've never hugged a tree, you should actually try it. It is incredibly powerful, isn't it? Yes, yes. Please mm. go hug a tree. Wow, you can feel Absolutely. everything in your heart and your yes. yeah, everything just starts to vibrate. It's quite something. Mm, yes, it is. It doesn't matter what you look like. 
It doesn't matter what the tree looks like either. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so um, in your line of work with your healing, tell us how it would work. If I, if I came to meet you and I've got some issues that I want to work through, what do I do with these beads and, and you and ice baths and how, how do we meld all of that together? So one of the biggest issues that we face is we have tremendous amount of attachment to memory. And so everything that's happened in the past, we use it to create a narrative for the future. So everything you think of is um, whirlwinded around something you want to create. So mm. everything we build, everything we, we desire, you know, food, movies, music, everything is something that's attached to memory that we want to listen to in the future. Mm. Because everything that is currently happening is present, but if it is happening, it will be then the future. So when we take our breath in, and now we're holding a um, pair of mala beads, mm. When we move through each bead, we take a breath in, we take a breath out, and move on to the next bead. It brings you into absolute presence. There is nothing else to focus on except the breath, except the bead, except the motion of being connected with the frequency of the beads, with the frequency of yourself and the frequency of everything around you, but without giving into the narrative of the past or dictating a future that is to come. Mm. So when, when a client comes and sits in front of me and says, I have these issues, I have these issues, I generally time we do an exploratory session, we see where they are and where their mindset is, where their spiritual practices are, where their religious practices are, because we don't um, differentiate from those two, because mm. we just don't. It is what it is. There is religion, there is spirituality, and for me, they're, they're part and parcel of the same thing. So we see where they are in that, because nine times out of ten, we're creating a problem based on something that has happened in the past. Mm. But if we go back to presence, if we sit in presence, true presence, there are no problems. Because every problem that we think we're having is in the future. Hmm. So, so it is literally about bringing somebody back into that alignment that they know that here, now, stop and smell the roses. Remember that old saying. Yes. There was a reason for that. Yeah. I know so many of us are not present, are we? We always we turn None. Yeah. fragmented. You, and, a, mm. Yes. A, a doctor's waiting room. People are scrolling on their phones. Yeah. Standing in the, in, the, in the queue for a movie, people are scrolling on their phones, mm. um, trying to distract from presence because do we like who we see in the mirror? Are we happy when our head hits the pillow? Mm. When uh, we close our eyes, are we happy? Yeah. And, and when you're holding on to the prayer bead, for example, I mean, is, are there words that you could use? Could you chant? What should you so, be saying? You can say literally anything you wish, as long as you're saying it with the highest authenticity for the greater good. And for yourself, mm. you know, you, no one's ever going to chant anything negative. Um, so there are mantras that you can learn. There's affirmations that you can learn as well. But it has to be the same thing and it has to resonate with you. Because if you're chanting something that has no resonance, it's not going to mean anything and you're going to get frustrated and only last about a week or two. Mm. But if you, if you can truly connect with the phrase, the saying, the mantra, the prayer, the manifestation, the affirmation, whatever it is, words of encouragement and say, you, you've heard people say, I am, I am enough, I am powerful, I am enough, mm -hmm. I am powerful. Say it enough times in, throughout the day, it becomes your reality. I mean, you, you, I mean that's another thing that I've n never been particularly good at is, is putting those thoughts out there. Well, actually, it reminds me, when I was at school, apparently I told my friends I would work at CNN, and, and I did. So I guess I didn't realize I was putting something out there. And I've met so many people who've put things out there, um, and it's come true. So yes. it's, uh, uh, how does that work? So uh, it's, uh, it's a lovely question because so many people say, oh, I've manifested a new car. 
and I, I, I look at them and I smile and I give them a head tilt and I'm waiting. And then I'll start my line of questions. What color is it? What does mm. it smell like? Mm. Because if you're manifesting a new car, how do you know what it looks like if you haven't put it down on paper and said, this is it. It is this color. It is this make. It is this year. It has so many miles on the clock, whatever it may be. If it's not tangible, vis- visibly tangible, if it's not something you can attach to in terms of that is it, there it is. And you can mm. physically point to it in your mind's eye. And eventually when it does materialize in the tangible world and say, ooh, there it is. How are you going to know when it arises? I love it. Howard, if anyone wants to get yep. hold of you to talk more about this and everything else you off- have to offer, what should they do? Um, they can look us up on, on Instagram, Namaskar Wellness Hub, um, on Facebook. They can find us on TikTok. Um, they can search myself on all of the socials as well. Um, we are basically everywhere. And it's N-A-M-A-S-K-A-R, Howard. Good to talk to you. Thank yep. you.